Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to another episode here at A View from the Bullins. This is the weekly catch-up with myself, The Bobble, and joining me is Paul Draper. It is, it's International Week, Paul. International Weekend as well. Everton have got a break. Isn't it nice, mate, to be in an international break on the back of three points? It's good to obviously be on the back of three points, obviously. Big win uh, last weekend, but it's only what I miss, the full team. I, I, I miss going the game. Yeah, you hate international I, I, I don't like international international breaks. I wish the derby was tomorrow, not going to lie. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I do and I don't, but I just, even if we were playing just anybody. Yeah, yeah. Rather than, let's say, for example, I just wish that was tomorrow. Um, mm. Saturdays are just quite boring without... Without go without going the game or planning for the Sunday if you are the late in the late slot of the weekend. But yeah, it is great to be on the back of three points. Home win. Felt rare that. We only seem to win our home against Bournemouth, but we'll take one it. Of them. We'll take it. We're gonna talk about Dominic Calvert Lewin. Dominic Calvert Lewin has been speaking to the official website at Everton. Uh he's done a two part interview, a two part series, and he spoke about in his latest well, in part two, he spoke about Sean Deutsch primarily, and he, he he said that Sean Deutsch has gave him so much confidence, and he, he his words were Sean Deutsch has taken a lot of sorry he, he's he had a lot of balls he said to stand up to the to the media in the press conferences whilst whilst Dominic Calvert-Lewin was fighting to to return to fitness to bat away those questions and and protect the player, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin's basically thanked Sean Deutsch in in what in a roundabout way, and he said that the manager has played a massive role. I think I've been victim of my own eagerness in trying to rush back and also then the expectation from others. And at times, in wanting me to be fit because what I could bring to the table, I think it turned into a vicious cycle. Since this manager's came in, he's been a big he's been big on me trusting my body again and feeling good in my own body again. He also went on to say the stress I was putting myself through to try and play, only to be at sixty percent, it wasn't worth it. Again, the new manager came in, he's put a stop to it, and he's made sure I was patient to get back to fully fitness or full fitness it's it's strange isn't it mate in today's footballing world when you when you have all of the the medical department and all let's be fair premier league clubs have the best 
equipment, whether that's analytics, whether that's scouting, whether that's the medical department. They have a, 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 you know, an embarrassment of riches, don't they, Premier League clubs, to, to make sure their players are at peak fitness or if they're not hitting certain scores in training, then you don't play on a weekend. And, and isn't it mad that you've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin coming out and, and basically saying, before Sean Deutsch, Rafa Benitez and Frank Lampard, they were pushing me out there at 60% and my body would then just break back down again. Isn't it mad that no matter how important Dominic Calvert-Lewin is to Everton, it's crazy, isn't it, where Dominic Calvert-Lewin probably feels the need to come out and say that in, a, in an interview. It, it's, do, do you think that speaks volumes for just how desperate Benitez and Lampard were to try and keep their jobs by rolling out, as Calvert-Lewin is, is, is quoted in saying, a 60% striker? Yeah, but I think he also says he's himself a bit guilty of that. Yeah, he does. And maybe not being able to say, listen, Gaffer, I'm sorry, but I'm not ready. I I can't play. Um, But yet it is proof of how desperate previous Everton managers were and how they were acting. They were maybe thinking of a short-term gain. Yeah. Very, very short-term gain for a longer term than pain, as you say, with obviously Carver-Lewin missing out through large periods of the season. And I think ever since Dice came in, he's been immaculate with with Dominic, hasn't he, in terms of how he's dealt with. He's mm. looked way more into the actual f- issue. He's sort of, he's looked at where Dominic was resting, how was he getting into training, what was he eating. He's looked at every single aspect of Dominic Carver-Lewin's life and thought, okay, how can we improve that to see a, a return on the pitch or to see you back to your former self fitness-wise? And I said this on, on a podcast last season, I think it was just before we played Manchester City or maybe the post-match Brighton. What It was one of them two, before or after one of them two games, I said, Dominic Carver-Lewin looks the fittest he's been at Everton. And unfortunately, he then went off injured at City and Wolves. Yeah. Which yeah. then obviously from Wolves, we've never seen him till, till uh, the start of the, of the current season. But now he looks better than then. Than when we said that back against Brighton or against or against um, Arsenal when he played last season against Leicester away when I remember he was outstanding. But when he's played this season, because he hasn't had the pressure of having to be fit straight away, based on Sean Dyche giving him his rest, giving him his time, allowing him to get fully fit, and also the club actually signing a centre forward that can compete with him in Beto, it's took a huge amount of pressure off him. Mm. And you can see the rewards on the pitch. His touches getting better and better. His, his turns, his movements, how he peels off defenders. His, his leap has always been there. His hold of play. Well, I thought he'd lost his leap probably 18 months ago. I thought he was he was mistiming his leaps, wasn't he, a lot? And I thought, you know what? And, and I, don't, I don't think he had that spring in him. And obviously, that could have been obviously down to him only being 60% fit. But this season, he's got it, hasn't he? He's like he, he he looks the striker that he was under Carlo Ancelotti. I was going to say he just he looks like the striker under Carlo Ancelotti, mm. but I, I, I'd argue better. Not in terms of goals, obviously, because that his goal scoring that season and his finishing was ridiculous. His his one touch finishing and his instinctive finishing is out of this world, really. But in terms of his all round game, it seems better. Like, it's, again, and I just go back to his touch. His close control lately has been extremely good. How he just takes a touch and turns and he just 
leaves the defender for dead. I think there was one against Bournemouth where he then put the volley just just a bit over the VAR. Against Luton, he was unlucky with a left foot volley with reminded you of like Van Persie when Rooney put that ball across. So it's all about the touch that wasn't it? Yeah, his the control is just improving so much and and it's great to see Dominic back. I, I really, really like Dominic. I always have done. He's, he's a he's an outstanding lad from what comes out of Finch Farm and what everyone yeah, says. He is. No, he is, mate. He's he a is. top lad and and he's had it tough, really, really tough. And he's always had the courage to come out and speak and about his his issues, his struggles. And he, he's our number nine, and he's great. Yeah, he is. He is, you know, a top man. You know, I, I never ever hear a bad word said about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Anyway, he, he went on to say in his in the rest of the the interview, Everton is a part of me and it's always going to be a part of me. I've been here for seven years and in key stages of my life, I've been an Everton player. I love Everton Football Club and I love playing for the club. Even in the difficult moments, you keep going for those moments like scoring in front of a packed out away end for the, to see that passion that they give. Evertonians are giving me some of the best feelings I've ever had, scoring goals in front of them. I will never complain. It's refreshing, isn't it, mate? I, I, I know, I know. It's very easy for players to come out and say what fans want to hear. I get that, but with Calvert Lewin, there is a genuine affection to Everton, and obviously, he come at a very young age. We got him when he was young, and he has been here for seven years now. And he and he, he spoke about it previously, didn't he? That he's he came a boy, and he, he's now a man at this football club. And arguably, he's one of our you know so-called poster boys, isn't he? You know, he's arguably one of our more senior or more well-known players at the football club, more established, I should probably say. He hasn't had it. It's not always been easy at Everton for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and you're absolutely right when you look at his his injury record. His his career's been a bit up and down at, at Everton. When he first came in, you know, he played right wing back for a, a game under Ronald Koeman. Yeah, yeah, under Koeman got an assist, but he played right wing back. He. He looked a boy, he was very thin, his frame was small. He used people, to come on on the wing a lot. Yeah, and people didn't really think, you know, some people were questioning, is he ever going to be good enough? And, you know, he's had a lot of doubters and he's, I've, I've, I've never, ever heard from Finch Farm of Calvert-Lewin complaining and moaning or making excuses, even when his injuries were, were it's very worse. And obviously, you know, he, he, he broke a toe, his, his quad injury was a shocker, his hamstring injury was a shocker. Like he's had some really, really like not leg breakers, but more complex injuries. Injuries that require a lot more rehab than if you break a bone, you break a bone. You know, you stick it in a cast. As long as there's no muscle damage, it is what it is. It's it's quite a simple you know procedure. But whereas when you're ripping muscles and you're ripping your quad, and all of a sudden your quad's coming off your bone, and it, like that, them sort of injuries, a bit like JP Gabamin. They're the injuries that really worry medical staff. Well, it was a very similar injury, weren't it? Very, very similar. Yeah, and at first, at Evendy thought, oh, his, his season may be done. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think that was only, what, early early August or yeah. early September. Yeah. That The following few weeks, we were about to play Man United away. Start first weekend in October. Benitez was saying he's in contention to play. Oh, no. When the lad can't even move, I think that that's that was the start of the downfall. Well, he wasn't training, and he was almost getting he was almost and getting, he was getting rushed back into training. Yeah, he was almost getting the Ledley King treatment. So for those that obviously don't remember Ledley King at Tottenham, he couldn't train because he had serious knee problems, and he would only go swimming and cycling in the week, Monday to Friday, and then he'd play ninety minutes on the Saturday, and then he wouldn't then kick a ball to the following Saturday. But because he was such a good centre half and the skipper and Tottenham's best defender they put in a specific programme for, for him. And it worked to an extent. It probably prolonged his career a little bit because he just had such bad knees. Um, and Dominic was 
on a you know on a schedule where he wasn't training. Like he he wasn't kicking the balls. He 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 would go out on the grass and do light jogs. He'd be swimming a lot, cycling a lot, and then come Saturday it was like right, you're starting. You're in the team, and obviously, eventually it takes its toll. And obviously, every every body's different. Every every professional is different. Ledley King, you know, could do that for a sustained period, but even at Tottenham, he was pulled out of games, he then wouldn't play for a couple, then he'd play in the big game, so it was Tottenham Arsenal, he'd play in that game, then he wouldn't play the following week, and they had to manage him, and obviously his career kind of curtailed because of, of his knees, and I think that was a big worry with Calvert-Lewin, mate, I'm not going to lie, that was a big, big worry with, it, with him, that is he, one, is he ever going to come back to the player that he was under Carlo Ancelotti? Second of all, psychologically, can he, can he overcome this in a, on a mental barrier? Because it wasn't just one injury that he suffered; it was the thigh, then the hamstring, the you toe. Know, the, the toe was a, it was a bad break, and all of a sudden, he had a couple of other little minor injuries where the it was cheek. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that was this season. But you know, looking back a couple of years ago, it was almost like he'd pull it. I think he pulled a hamstring off the top of my head, and it was one of those. It was in the bracket of do we have do we give you know make him go under the knife or. Do we not go under the knife and try and get him back for that? You know, for within a certain amount of weeks, so he could come back and have an impact in Everton's season. Whereas if he went under the knife, it was right off his season. There was a couple of times that that happened with Dominic, um, and and I think you know he, he has had a tough time at Everton. And obviously, you know, we're only eight games into the current season, and he obviously missed a couple due to a, you know a broke a fractured cheekbone down at Aston Villa. To see him in, in such good spirits and in such a good place physically as well as mentally and seeing him come out and say things, what he said about how he's currently feeling. Obviously, he's recently just become a father for the first time as well, so congratulations to Dominic there. It is so pleasing, mate, from from not just as Everton fans, but from just a human side of things, just to see a player who has had probably 24 months of, of tough times, hell. He sat, look... Football players get a great life. We know that, and they earn ridiculous amounts of money. But nevertheless, he went above and beyond this summer to come back in decent shape for Everton. He went above and beyond. Yeah, he went to Germany. He went to Germany. Went to a, and, and that was all of his own doing. You know, went to a specific rehab clinic where it works on specific um, muscles, which obviously then help you get, get stronger, quicker. Uh, they target what, where your muscles, what, what to pull it. I remember speaking to the guy who, who works now. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Um, and they basically deal with all the German national team, all, all the players. They All of them pop in during the summer for a week. And Don went there for a week. Uh, and again, it was all of his own all of his own doing. Obviously, Everton were notified that he'd be going and they, you know, they gave him their blessing. But it just goes to show just how prepared and, and how mentally eager Dominic is to to impress and, and get back to the levels that he was at. You know, he, let's be fair, he, he was arguably at one point England's second choice striker behind Harry well, Kane. No, it wasn't arguably, it was factual for Gareth Southgate he was. He was, he was second choice and obviously now he's probably fighting against the likes of Ollie Watkins, Callum Wilson, if Rashford's still classed as a striker. Or, Tony or, when he comes Tony, back. Yeah, there's a lot of competition now but at, at one point he was second choice. When Harry Kane came off, Dom was going on and you know he's he's obviously trying to reach that you know reach those heights again and, and and he can do it there's no doubt about it he can do it he's a, he's a he's become for me i wouldn't say you know, is he a champions league player i'm not sure i'm talking about premier league here now so is he a, is he a top 4 shot i'd probably say no he's not but i would argue he's a, i'd argue he's a top 7 i'd argue yep. that 
And I'd say, yeah, I think he is. I could argue, I know Hoyland started all right for United, but I'd argue they'd have him. Yeah, yeah. And Hoyland's a fully fit Carver Lewin, I think. He's still finding his feet, Hoyland, isn't he? So that's maybe a fair shot because he's still finding his feet. But when I look around the league, he would start in more teams than he wouldn't start. And obviously, oh, yeah. a lot of teams only start one up front now, so it's difficult. But if Newcastle were going to go with two up top, for argument's sake, it'd be Isak and Dominic Cavalier. He'd get in ahead of Wilson for me, and that's not me just having me blue tinted glasses on. It's just I'm just being honest. I think he'd start at West Ham. I think that's fair. Um, if West Ham obviously reached the higher echelons, we'll see. But I think he'd start. I don't think obviously at Tottenham right now would he start? Mm, not sure. Obviously, they play with Son, so maybe it's a bit bit of a different profile. Um, Chelsea, 100%. Chelsea, I think it's like Chelsea right now. Yeah, again, people like Nicholas Jackson, they're still trying to find their feet. You know, Arsenal, when Don was at his peak, Arsenal wanted him. Let's have it right. Before they had Gabriel Jesus, they wanted Dominic Carver-Lewin. And that just goes to show just how highly rated he was before he got these injuries. But now he's overcome these injuries, touch wood, and it looks like he's turned the corner. It's just... Everton look a different beast, mate. With and I'm again, I'm not saying Everton are going to you know go on this ridiculous run of games and win loads of games. I'm not going to say we're going to reach Europe. I'm not saying that, but Everton are just a different animal with Dominic Carvalho in the team, a fit and firing Dominic Carvalho, and he a fit and firing Dominic Carvalho. He doesn't even have to be scoring goals because he brings four or five players into the game. He brings an extra five percent for Decore, an extra five percent for McNeil. He's going to bring an extra 5% for Harrison. He makes other players play better when he's in a team, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And he's a very, very unselfish striker. And they're the strikers that people kind of, not adore, but they're the strikers you love. It, of course, he can score goals. And Dominic can, there's no reason why Dom can't go and get 16, 17 goals this year. There's genuinely no reason why he can't in all comps. But the, the strikers that make other players better as well in doing so, they're the strikers that you kind of fall in love with. And he spoke about it. You know, I've been a battering ram for this club. And he has been a battering ram. And he, he, he does sacrifice, mate. Look at the, you know, look at down at Villa Park earlier in the year. He didn't have to put his head there against Imi Martinez. He didn't have to go there. He didn't have to go, especially after all his injuries. You know, he's wore a mask previously in his Everton career by putting his head where it hurts. He didn't have to do it and he did it. And it was very brave. And, you know, obviously he, he got booed and, the fallout all from that at Villa Park. Because I think I think some fans thought maybe it was his hamstring again or whatever it may be. Um, but it is so pleasing to, to see Dominic Carvalho back in a place where he looks happy. He, he, he looks razor, razor sharp. Um, physically, he looks back to his best. He looks really, he looks in great nick. Um, and ultimately, mate, he's making Everton a better team. It's as simple as that. He's making Everton a better team. And, you know, it sounds really harsh on the likes of Beto, who's still trying to find his feet in the English game. Dominic Calvert-Lewin stays fit, mate, and he continues the way he is. He starts every single week. It's as simple as that. And Beto will have to bide his time, unfortunately, because when Dom's like this, mate, it's you're going to have to go spend £50, £60 million pounds to replace him or, or to, to improve on him. And Everton just don't have that sort of financial firepower. Yeah, when... When Dominic is in this kind of form and fitness, obviously he scored three in his last four, which is great for the centre forward. Mm. A few of them, I think the uh, the Villa made it himself, winning the ball back and just running up my at Olsen Sonny and just sending him the wrong way. So it's always good when strikers get into these decent little runs of form. But with Dominic, it was more. It was more than that. It was being able to play ninety minutes, then play two games in a week then play again 
and just keep getting minutes under his belt and building his confidence up. And as you say, when Dominic is up to scratch and, and up to full fitness and full confidence, there, there's no one in the in in the market that Everton could target to to play ahead of him. No, because those players that you would target, we we can't attract them. Not never mind money wise, just based on on where we are at the moment as a club compared to other clubs. You couldn't target the, the, the likes of um, Gabriel Jesus to Everton. Obviously, never even mind the likes of Haaland or Hoyland and players that go for that amount of money. So, yeah, we, we probably got in one of England's best strikers, I think. For me, after Kane and Tony, he is... He is the, the, the third best, I'd say. And obviously, we it's all to see how Ivan Tony comes back from from his bad and his, and his troubles and, and his current struggles. But yeah, Dominic Carvert-Lewin, it's great to see him back. He's, and he's, he's just quality. And mm. I, I'm really, really happy for him that he's back and that he's back firing and he's happy. Mm, absolutely, mate. If you like what you're hearing here at A View from the Bullens, honestly, go give our Patreon channel a go. It's content pretty much every single day 365 days a year whether it's podcast articles video analysis interviews we have articles honestly there's so much content over on our patreon channel go give us a go you can get involved with as little as two pounds per month and we do so much community work and so much charity work we'd love to have you as a member we'd love to have you on board and whether it's good feedback or you know feedback where you think we could maybe do something different or change something honestly we're always open to ideas and we're always striving for a better of you from the Bullens podcast for you the listeners so honestly go give us a go go check us out if not go check our social media accounts on twitter instagram tiktok we're pretty much everywhere nowadays so you can't miss us give us a go honestly you will not regret it there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Paul, Everton then play Liverpool and Merseyside Derby when they first in their first game back after international duty. It's an early kickoff, but we're not going to talk about primarily that game. That's going to be held for next week, mate. Yeah, leave that, leave that. Yeah, we'll leave that for now. Let's just talk about. I want to talk about the midfield, the midfield three. So it, I know it's a real contentious conversation. This and, and I don't think many Evertonians can. You know, if you have got four Evertonians in the, or three Evertonians in the same room, I think they'd all pretty much go a different way. It's strange. If Sean Dyche is going to continue with this same formation, which it appears he is, Everton have four central midfielders for three spots. I think it's fair to say Abdullah Decore is going to start because Dyche... Because he brings goals. Because he brings goals. Dyche is a big fan of him. Decore is a big fan of Dyche. 
and he probably adds something different to what the others can bring on in terms of his pressing. He, he, can, he can play further up the pitch. He's, he does get goals. So that then leaves two spots for three central midfielders in Amadou Onana, Adrissa Garnagay and James Garner. So those two central midfield spots, who are you playing and why? Although I am a big fan of Adrissa Garnagay and I think his second stint at the club is being not overlooked, but I think people maybe give him a bit too much stick or maybe not criticise him over the top because that's footballers should always get criticised when they don't perform. I think his second stint at the club has been better than what other people think, mate. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Right now, I'd play James Garner and Amadou Onana. They seem to work together very well. And when they have played together, Everton have been dominant in the game, created chances, won the midfield battle, scored goals, won the games. So I think as it stands right now, it will have to be them too. It's unfortunate that Idrissa got into the game before the game at Bournemouth. Yeah, because Onana was starting on the bench. Yeah, but he's now got to gain his place back. Them to have put a decent enough performance to to warrant their 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 place in the eleven. So for me, it would be it would be them. It would be Abdullah Dekore, um, Amadou Onana, and and James Garner. Yeah, I th- I think that'd be mine. To be fair, I didn't th- I didn't think we'd agree, but. I think that's me for now. Yeah, I think it is. I think James Garner's done more than enough to to prove that he needs to be playing centrally. Obviously, you know, got himself a goal, uh, gets himself a couple of assists as well last in the recent games. I think he adds a lot of tenacity into that midfield with his pressing, with his aggressiveness. Um, he's quite tough in the tackle, James Garner, actually. He's willing to put his foot in. And I would argue he's probably Everton's best central midfielder on the ball in terms of he wants the ball, always when it's on the half turn. Um if you're going to try and keep the ball a little bit, I think he's the one you need to be trying to give it to and trying to find, and he'll keep us ticking. You know, there was a clip that was on our social, on our um, patron channel where against Bournemouth, where James Garner dropped right in and collected it from Ashley Young on the half turn against Bournemouth, then just drove up the pitch. And not many other Everton players are doing that. They're just not because they just don't even think like that. They don't go showing for the ball in those sort of areas, in in tight areas. And I think James Garner has, has more than proved himself to to warrant a start. And plus, obviously, if you're looking at the bigger picture, someone like James Garner is a player that's going to hopefully be with Everton, you know, for long term. Whereas Adrissa Garner again is very, very short term, isn't it? But obviously, it's, it's horses for courses. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, for me, I think James Garner's done more than enough to to keep his place in the Everton team and and, and warrant a start in the derby. That, that that's, that's my opinion. Moving on, Paul. It's International Week and Everton have... Another Belgian international talking to the press, talking to the journalists in terms of talking about his future, talking about being away with the Belgian team, and that is obviously in, in Amadou Onana. He's spoken to a few journalists, maybe made a few, as he said, a few things wrongly. You Belgian tell me, what, what what do you think? Yeah, it's a lot of Evertonians think it's very, very similar to the Romelu Lukaku sagas when he used to go away with Belgium and make comments in terms of playing with quality players and... It's ref- Amadou Anana has been quoted in terms of saying it's refreshing to be with the Belgian team, you know, around different atmosphere, a different atmosphere with quality players and yeah. and things like that. And he's kind of said, you know, let's see what the future holds for me. I think, he, I think he also said he was one hundred percent committed to yes to his performances on the pitch and blah blah. And so let's see what the future holds. But uh, the the best of both worlds, you want? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think to those quotes, mate? Uh, tell you what, it, 
I, I, I've missed Belgian Belgian players going away on international duty. <laughs> it's always been a thing, hasn't it? They're, they're the worst for it. It's just one of them. They are, aren't they? Well, I'm, I'm used to the Belgians going doing doing that. I, I think and it, it also used to happen to Morales when he goes from yeah. Morales, Lukaku. Some of the Tottenham boys used to do it. Some of the Tottenham yeah. lads used to do it. I think Van Marlen was was pretty. Was it sorry for Tongan? I think it was for Tongan. Or was it out of here? Out well, not from the Marlins, obviously Arsenal. It was either out of here, out of a tongue, and one of them always used to do it. And my mate at Spurs always used to get really, really frustrated with him. It's what they like. I mean, one of them is if he if he wants to go, he'll have to bring a good offer into the club. That that's just that's just the way it is. If you want to stay, then fine. If you want to go, then you'll have to bring a good offer into the club, and everything can be evaluated. How much would you sell on Arna for? Say not, next summer, how much would you sell him for? Not a penny less than what Lavia went for. I don't know what he ended up going for, but not a penny less than that. Mm, fair enough. So I'd be, I'd be looking at at least 70 probably. Mm. But the lowest I'd take is not a penny less than Lavia. Mm, fair enough, Another mate. Belgian. I'm wondering if he's got to go and talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. We'll soon see, won't we? <laughs> there we have it, guys. There is the weekly catch-up here at A View from the Bullens. Honestly, go give us a go on our Patreon channel. There's pretty much content every single day, like we said, 365 days a year, whether it's podcasts, articles, video analysis, interviews. It's pretty much non-stop over on our Patreon channel. So go give us a go, and you can get involved for just as little as £2 per month. In the meantime, have a great weekend, an Everton free weekend. Have a good one. Take care and all the very best. Thank you. <laughs>